Hi, welcome to another episode of the Zodi Hacks. I am John DeCoco. And I'm Nicolotti, your Scorpio May 10th, 2016 front cover star of Idaho's Buckwheat Weekly newspaper. Yep, <gasps> that was me. That was you? Yeah, I don't really want to talk about that, though, because it still haunts me to this day. It was a good spread. It was, but for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, true. So welcome back, everybody. We're going to change the subject really fast because I really don't want to talk about that. They did not depict you in a good light. This is episode number 55 of the Zody wow. Hex podcast, all what's called Descendants. So we're going to be talking all about Descendants today. I feel 55. I feel 55, too. Yeah. I'm so ready for a three-day weekend. and Oh, lucky you. Way to rub it in. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, I feel it, though. So this week, we're going to be discussing another component of our natal charts, which is the Descendant placement. So... If you're somebody who follows astrology for dark purposes or romantic purposes, then this is the episode for you. Dark purposes? Yeah. I don't know how I would feel if I was introduced to someone who was like, you know, this is Leslie. She's also into astrology, but only for dark purposes. It's like, oh, so like, what the fuck? What is that? That's good that you commented on that immediately and called me out because here's what I mean by that. <laughs> it's a placement that can sometimes involve like our shadowy traits or personalities uh so when i say dark i wasn't saying like oh like like dark magic witchy stuff it, right. it's not dark like that yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah but if you don't follow astrology for any of those reasons and you just want a good laugh or something casual to listen to then you're in the right place you're in the right place yeah because we're gonna be talking all about it but we'll tell you all about it in a little bit yeah I have a quick announcement. I'm just really excited. I'm getting vaccinated on Monday. Hey. Getting my first shot. Congrats. I'm so excited. Yay. Okay. Announcement over. I'm getting vaccinated at the end of the month. Are you? Yeah. I made an appointment today. You did? I did. Yeah. All right. Yeah, dude. It I didn't totally know changed. that. Yeah. I, um. Yes. Yeah. My primary care physician and like that whole hospital, they sent out emails saying for all of their like established patients they're opening up uh vaccinations at the end of the month and here's an email to go ahead and schedule now so i jumped on it immediately and they were going the appointments were going really fast so i jumped on it and it's gonna be on the 28th so i still have you know three and a half weeks to wait until i even begin right. the process but do you know what you're getting nothing you're getting pfizer moderna moderna that's all they have there that's yeah. all they have okay. in their email like little newsletter that they said that's all they have so yeah on our way but the reason why we're bringing this also up on the podcast it's not just to share oh here's some little personal info about john and i it's also good because with him and i getting vaccinated eventually this is going to open up the possibility of us having guests on we've already mentioned this on previous episodes but i'm gonna drill that point home once him and I are vaccinated and we know more of our other like friends and potential guests are vaccinated, then you're going to start to hear some guest episodes. I feel like you guys could maybe even expect those like early summer. I don't think that's far fetched at all to suggest that. No. So, yeah, some cool guest episodes are coming up and it all kind of revolves around getting vaccinated because Yay. we have a house of four here and I'm not trying to have outsiders come in like Indeed. that. Indeed. And so. one of the one of the guests that we had discussed having was my friend Myron and he is fully vaccinated. So once we are like then maybe he'll be the first one. Maybe he'll be the first one. Cool. And that would be great. 
Well, I'm excited. I did not know that. I'm very, very happy. Yeah, I'm just it always literally happy. happened like three hours ago. Cool. It was more toward the end of my work day. So, and my appointment's in the evening, which is great. So I don't even have to alter my work schedule. Good. I can just do work a full day and then go right after. Yeah. So that's cool. Well done. Yeah. But anyway, I think it's time to talk about sun versus sun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, relax. Don't tell me my business, devil man. <laughs> devil man. Since when do you give me orders? <laughs> See, people don't get that. They don't, I don't know if people get that reference. They don't have to. For all they know, it's just Nick talking in some silly, weird voice or accent. That's true. All right. So sign versus sign. You don't ready for so this? Excited. Yes. Don't sound so excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this week we want to know who is more likely to call in sick to work just to travel to another state for a concert. And it was between Capricorn and Taurus. Who do you think got the most votes? Taurus. That is correct. That is correct. That is correct. Uh, Taurus uh, came in with a whopping 83% of the vote. Capricorn's way too responsible for that. I know everyone was going to say, well, so is Taurus, but Capricorn is more responsible. Yeah. and They would never call in sick, period, for anything. No. And Capricorn Nothing. already has like a very expensive sound system. Like, Why would he go to a concert? Or mm-hmm. she or they? Yeah. Why would they go to a concert? They're probably like, I'm just going to do live streams permanently now, even after the pandemic. <laughs> Because I can afford it. I mean, most of them are affordable, actually. They it's are. It's very nice. And they're lovely. They are. Speaking of live streams, Tennis uh, has a new song coming out with another artist that I'm not familiar with. Yeah, I got a little, like, I heard a little tease about that, so excited to check it out. Me too. And speaking of live streams, Tame Paul is doing one at the end of the month, and they're performing Interspeaker in its entirety. Which is a great fucking album. What? Ten bucks. That's it. I already bought a ticket, so you can watch it with me. Can I please watch it? Yeah. Okay, that sounds it's amazing. It's towards the end of the month. I think it's like the 21st, if I remember correctly. Bought a ticket real quick. You know, I saw it and was like, there, in. I am so in. I love Team Impala. So, yeah, interesting. I feel like, yeah, Taurus should <laughs> win that one. You just laughing because how I segued back to sign versus yeah, sign. Like, so yeah, uh, that's very interesting. It's <laughs> very interesting. John. That's very interesting, John. But yeah, do I, you guys agree? What do you think? Would would Taurus? I agree. Really do? It. Oh, you know, I also just realized. Keep talking. I need to turn uh, the heat uh, off. It's making a lot of background noise. Oh yeah, yeah. You should do, do that. that. You should get up and do that. So yeah. I totally think it would be Taurus doing that as opposed to Capricorn. Taurus, like they're probably the most inclined to like break the rules out of the earth signs because like if it's in favor of them having like a nice time and you know really perpetuating the idea of self-care they're in they're gonna be like yeah i'm down so i have to scoot closer to mike this is probably gonna make some noise yeah yeah it's okay see i deliberately didn't say anything because i wanted the, the listeners to be like wow that was pretty loud like wow, this is this is really. I mean, awkward. they have to endure my sniffles every single episode. So what's another? No, you've gotten noise? way better about that, actually. Have I? I think so. Well, I don't know if I've gotten better. Maybe my sinuses have gotten better. But my allergies yeah. are about to kick in with the spring coming. So get ready. Yeah, true. Get ready, kids. So the last episode, I briefly mentioned to people who listen on SoundCloud, you can actually drop a comment like right on the sign versus sign spot if you want to vote. Mm-hmm. Or, or not necessarily vote, but like say why you think 
it would be Taurus or Capricorn. And maybe next time we can read one of the funny answers or you can yeah. send us an email about it. That'd be great. DM that Instagram account, however you want to do it, whatever Slide is most convenient Slide into for the you. DMs. Slide into the DMs. <clears throat> Without further ado. Descendants? Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about Descendants. Tell us a little bit about what those are, Nicholas. So I gave you a tiny little hint earlier. But we're going to get into it for real now. So our descendant placement, first and foremost, it's actually found opposite of our ascendant sign on the zodiac wheel. What? Yeah. So it represents a few different things. John and I were briefly talking before we started recording the episode. We want to point point out that certain websites are listing this as something different. Like some websites are saying, oh, your descendant is your like dark shadowy personality traits that you do not like about yourself that you do not want to embrace that you do not want to face right other websites and a lot more websites are saying it is it's like qualities that you don't really have in yourself but that you want in a romantic partner or like they're qualities that you long for in a relationship so the correlation i see is and maybe this will help people sort of understand it in a broad sense your descendant is like a representative of an insecurity, maybe. Everything, or it could be like everything we're not, really. Right. And what, and, or like what we might gravitate towards. Right. And, we're, and we gravitate towards it because it's like, I want to be around that energy because I do enjoy it. And maybe it'll help me, you know, be more like that or relax a little bit. That's yep. doing research. That's the feeling I got. So I could see why it would deviate in those two different fields. Exactly. And that's like at the source of what they're talking about. Yeah, so in terms of like the the romantic aspect of it, if we end up in relationships with the appropriate people who have descendant signs that are, you know, like, I guess, like better for mm. us, uh, we can find that we feel a lot more balanced. Uh, we can face the part of ourselves that we don't want to. And, you know, we feel all complete and shit. So go ahead, take a minute to pause the episode if you need to find out where your placements are. Uh, again, it's opposite of your ascendant sign. So if you just want to do things manually, it's it's six placements away from your ascendant sign. Or you can just look it up online. There's calculators for all this, or it should be in your natal chart. All right. You got that episode? All right. Or excuse me. You had that placement found out? Pause. Cool. Oh. <laughs> I already told him to pause it. So. I just wanted to say pause. Yeah. Or pause again. Just that way you guys can, you know, follow along and you know where your placement is. And then when we get to you, you know what we're talking about. Right. So part of this is, I don't know about like for the ones you're covering, John, but for the ones I am covering, part of it is going to be a recap because I did give a little bit of info into like the ascendant sign again before I start talking about the descendant. So you guys will hear some info that you've already heard before. If you've never heard it, then you can go back and actually listen to the Ascendant episode, which is number 16. 16. I put that in there for safekeeping, but I remembered it. So, yeah. Yeah. Throwback for you. Yeah. Um, And the other thing I wanted to add, just to further help everyone out, um, if you've been a long-time listener, you know that Nick and I have mentioned the term sister science before. Yeah, a few times. So, it literally that's the easiest way to figure out what your descendant sign is. Like it will always be the sister sign of that sign. So it's your opposite sign. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's always going to have the same modality as well. So let's say for example, um, if you're a cancer uh, ascendant, your descendant is Capricorn. 
um, because they're both cardinal signs and water and earth are opposites and air and fire are opposites. So just to kind of like help you as we go yeah. through, that'll be the easiest way to like keep in mind. Oh, OK, that makes sense. So what we're doing the opposite of what we did in the previous episode. So this time around, John is going to cover. Excuse me. John is going to cover the the fire and air sign placements, at least for like the ascendant part. And then, yeah. And then I'll be doing the earth and water. So All right. Let's do without it. Further ado. All right. Aries rising slash Libra descendant. So here we go. Um, we all know how Aries are in relationships. They get bored easily. And it doesn't matter if it's friendships or romantic relationships or even something very casual. Like they're just like those people, you know, hmm. they're going to like get what they want from you. And then if they're bored, I'd be like, I'll talk to you in like five years. Um, because they always want that sense of adventure and competition. Uh, and they do like to chase people, too. But once the luster, I guess, sort of goes away from the chase, they, they kind of hang back. Um, but they're also need to be very intense and passionate. Um, so it's only natural that a Aries Ascendant is going to be more into a Libra Descendant sign here. Um, with Aries being more independent and kind of selfish it makes sense that libra is going to cr- uh they're going to come across as like very beguiling mm-hmm. to an aries ascendant um mostly because they have a lot of flair but they're also really loyal and they are very courageous in their own right especially when it comes to wanting to keep the peace with things um but they're also interested in connection and libra like at their core like they want they want a significant other or they want a relationship or mm-hmm. they just want to be with people that make them feel good. Um, the other thing though, is that Libras can also get pretty bored really easily. And that's why they're known to be very flirtatious and kind of like moving on many different circles. Right. Um, but they are more likely to stick around and actually want to work things out as opposed to an Aries. So that's why the Libra descendant is really good for an Aries ascendant because they can learn like more, you know, they can learn to be more patient. They can learn to be more um, accepting that, like, it's not always going to be about it's not always going to feel thrilling. You know, there's going to no. be highs and lows when it comes to any relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Libras, like I'm like visualizing them and I see like them. They're like the cool, stylish partner to Aries is more like robust, chaotic, kind of like grungy look. And I feel like they'd have a really good pairing together, but they would also be insufferable. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be around them. Yeah. But that's um <laughs> that's the first one. So Aries, if you're Aries, if your ascendant is Aries, your descendant is Libra. So the next one is a Taurus rising, which has a um which is the Scorpio ascendant. So all right, as I mentioned earlier, I'm gonna be giving a little bit of recap on like what these ascendant signs are. So Taurus rising, they put off a shy vibe or they might seem a little closed off or socially inept. Uh, they also put off a vibe that says, don't fucking mess with me or you're going to be picking up your teeth with two broken arms. <laughs> That's true. Taurus rising. They're pretty easygoing overall, but they're slow moving like a turtle. Stubborn as anything. And they enjoy their peace and quiet. God damn it. They like the simple life. They stay in their lane very hard and they don't leave unless they're forced to basically. <laughs> so the Scorpio descendant is everything they're not and everything they don't want to be. All over the place, hot mess, cruel, sex-crazed demon, obsessive about just about everything, and just all-around awful. So, is it possible 
to say here that Taurus Rising is low-key attracted to crazy and maybe they don't fully realize it? Scorpio energy uh, might get Taurus to dig a little deeper within themselves and to help them find their own inner power. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see especially like Taurus ascendants like gravitating towards because like a Taurus ascendant, like you said, is very kind of like aloof almost mm-hmm. and like they aren't very like quick to like be bombastic and open. So like seeing a Scorpio that they, appeals to them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They might like and then also like if you want to just flip it too, like there's things for both of them to learn off each other. Cause yeah. then Scorpio might be able to learn how to be a little more direct mm-hmm. and just like upfront and like a little more authentic, I guess is the word I'm trying to say. Or even a little more relaxed. Cause even though a well, Taurus, they need to relax. Yeah. Cause even though a Taurus ascendant is still going to be aloof, like they're calm. Mm-hmm. Like they're not bothered where Scorpio is bothered. Very bothered. Very bothered. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah. That is cool. All right, we'll move on to the next one, which is Gemini Ascendant. This is mine. I know. <laughs> Read me to filth. So Gemini Ascendants are great. They're actually really fun. Um, when it comes to that placement, like these are people who are really approachable. They're a lot of fun. They're very easy to talk to. They're kind of in the know, especially when it comes to like things they're passionate about. And they they just really like to have deep engaging conversations with people mm-hmm. um they can be you know at their worst they are like annoying at times like because yep, they can just be like blah, blah blah like they it's just like oh my gosh like sit down relax it's okay and what's funny is like nick and i both have um air signs as our ascendants which means like when people first meet us like they're kind of getting the vibe that we're a little kind of I don't know. I don't want to say airheaded because that's just a bad pun. But air sign yeah. is air sign ascendants give off the vibe of like effortlessly like being able to talk to people and not really being phased by stuff. Although mm-hmm. Gemini way more so than Aquarius. Like mm-hmm. Aquarius ascendants are they're still a little aloof where it's just like mm-hmm, but they're the expert on everything. <laughs> yeah. Um. But we'll get to me later. Um. So Gemini ascendants they're always analyzing. They're always digging deeper, and they always um maybe feel even a little anxious to a degree when it comes to certain situations. Um, So it's only natural that they gravitate towards their sister sign, which is Sagittarius. And that is the descendant for this ascendant sign. Um, Sagittarians, you know, they are known for having energy where they jump first and think later. And I think that attracts Gemini because it shows them that in certain times it pay off. There's a payoff to be maybe a little more fearless, maybe Mm -hmm. a little reckless in order to actually enjoy life instead of just trying to analyze everything and know everything, just like it's okay to not know everything. That's part of life. Like, and experiencing life is part of just like diving in instead of doing all the research beforehand. Um, so this is a partnership that can really help, you know, a person out because it'll always keep you from being too critical, uh, and questioning everything. And consider allowing Sage's energy to bring you out of that mental state. And, you know, just fully embrace your destiny of being the chaotic air sign. We all know you are Nick. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. Yeah, I would say so. I get down with that. Yeah, it yeah. makes sense because there are certain placements I have that are grounded in earth energy. Like I have a Capricorn moon, which I have really, I love it. But then there are, there are times where I'm like, man, I'm so fucking stuck in my ways. Yeah. And 
rigid at times with certain things and also a fixed sign so it makes sense but this is like really important for me i think that's sometimes why i am drawn to energy and feel like i would i do well in a partnership like that so it makes a lot of sense yeah i agree and i fully agree yeah awesome let's move on excuse me so the next one is cancer rising capricorn descendant so it's another rising sign that i'm covering that's just you know all quiet and shy. Well, I don't know if I should say shy with cancer, but they're pretty quiet when you first meet them. The thing with cancer, though, is that this rising is more guarded. Mm. They're not really just like quiet. They're, there's like a guarded element to them, whereas like Taurus, if they're not guarded, they're just they're just not really saying anything to you. So cancer rising is like the more observant one. So think like the person chilling in the back, listening to everyone, feeling things out. Because they need to decide, like, if it's worth it for them to say anything since they're already so sensitive and intuitive. Like, they can be sitting in the room soaking up everyone's, like, feelings and energies. And then it actually starts to impact them as well, Mm -hmm. you know. And they're just super intuitive. And I know, like, a lot of wire wire signs, water signs, excuse me, get labeled as, like, the psychics of the Zodiac and all. But the thing with cancer is like they'll go the extra mile and like they keep a lot of their life private and they they try not to really let anyone get too close and again that's like all their 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 guarded energy right now we've said before multiple times on the podcast once they find people they're comfortable with or trust although fucking air their dirty laundry all the time and they they're the people who come into work every day and like have to complain about stuff and just cannot keep it to themselves but Cancer's a total lover, and they are compassionate. So their Capricorn descendant is like this total robot that is incapable of feeling. And this Capricorn energy is like <laughs> de- just detached from all the bullshit, and they're so like hardened, like something out of a gritty action movie where the main character is like smoking a cigarette in the rain with a liquor bottle and a brown paper bag, wondering why everyone's trash, just struggling to find their equal in this life. Yeah. That's the Capricorn descendant. They're snobby and they have a major superior superiority complex and they really just seem to lack any significant passion. So of course, cancer isn't about this, but they kind of want to maybe learn to like, detach a little bit Mm. because they already are guarded but they want to learn i think to detach and not feel so emotional i guess for lack of better words like a coping skill in a way yeah you know so they're they're drawn to that energy with the capricorn descendant so i think it's pretty pretty cool and obviously as we get further through the zodiac and you guys see the flip side of this where it's like oh here's the capricorn rising then you can kind of hear it from the other side of things and i think it brings it all full circle that's kind of cool and that's all i have to say about that one interesting I can't wait to hear about this Leo one. Oh, this one's fun. All right. <clears throat> Leo Ascendant. So obviously, if you're a Leo Ascendant, you <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry, guys. You really enjoy being around uh, other people and having a lot of attention given to you. You're also of known course. for, of course, you're also known for being very charming, entertaining, having a huge ego. So gravitating towards an Aquarius is interesting Because they're more refined, I guess, and like less into the theatrics of life. So a Leo Ascendant is going to be very interested in that kind of person. So if you're a Leo Ascendant, your Descendant sign is Aquarius. Uh, Aquarians prefer leaving an impact behind without, you know, having the spotlight on them. Like they're kind of like 
I'm going to compare them to introverts in that way. It's just like they want to do good for the world, but they don't need like the recognition for it. Mm. It's just like, no, I did the thing. Let's move on. Um, and in a way, I feel like a Leo ascendant is attracted to that because it, it sort of teaches them like it's OK to like want to provide to people, but the aim shouldn't be like the glory of it or like that makes the, sense. or like the gratification of like um the the crowds and masses that are watching you like it should be about the art right Mm -hmm. and that's what an aquarian would say so i think that a leo ascendant could learn a lot from the aquarius descendant for that and both sides are very creative so there's plenty of juices flowing there yeah um i also think of it as like a leo ascendant like testing their material on an aquarius descendant and then they have like a dialogue based on it and because an Aqu- aquarius will give objective good feedback they will and tell them straight tell them straight up what they think um and both signs are definitely stuck on themselves like aquarians are very egotistical as well they mm-hmm. just don't need attention right right they kind of just say it whereas leo's like like give me like tell me i'm good tell me i'm good tell me i'm good sometimes i think aquarius just says some stuff and it's more just like an anxiety based thing where i don't view it as like oh they're like leo where they're trying to get attention i think they're just like i gotta say something so i just like kind of say and if it sounds crazy and outlandish then so be it but like i'm just kind of like thinking of a million different things right now and i could see that that makes sense yeah yeah whereas leo's just like what can I say to get all this attention on me right, right. now? It's like, give me attention. Yeah. But that's that on that. Cool. So the next one is Virgo rising and Pisces descendant. Mm. <sighs> Virgo rising on the surface. You are such a little piss ant. Whoa. On the inside. Okay. Here's why. Though. And I'm going to get to that in a yeah, second. Why? On the inside, Virgo can be like completely fine and happy. But people just seem to, th- unfortunately, Virgo gets like the bad rep, at least the Virgo ascendant. It's just like looking mad or upset about something at almost all times. Like you guys all know the term resting bitch face, right? Yeah, that's Virgo ascendants. So <laughs> Virgo, they just, they, it's because they see so many things that need to be fixed or improved upon, um, but they see it most within themselves. They know everything that they need to fix. But maybe there's like a huge stack of issues. So that that causes anxiety. And then that can obviously manifest in like this outward appearance of looking upset or concerned or super serious about something. So with the Pisces descendant, they're actually drawn to like the messy, lazy, gullible, oversensitive type that they are. So you know how some people say like Virgo likes a, a project or a fixer upper and a partner? Enough said. Let's move on. <laughs> I like how you are definitely treating this like a roast and I'm <laughs> not treating entirely. and I am definitely treating this like a TikTok, uh, not a TikTok, a, te- a TikTok, <laughs> a, TikTok. <laughs> a TED talk. Um, no, I will at times too, but no, no, no. I, I loved that. I thought it was very succinct and it was funny. Like the way you ended it, I was just like, damn. That's all I have to say about that. That's what I'd say. Again, you know, maybe I feel like we just had a soft streak recently and I want to be on one tonight i don't know i mean no we we definitely have had a bit of a soft streak so no longer all right if you are a libra ascendant your descendant sign oh sorry my computer decided it chose violence today uh (laughs) if you are a libra ascendant your descendant sign is aries oh Libra ascendant. You guys are always on the hunt for a boo. And while you are 
the king or queen or whatever of having an aesthetic, you're always focused on what can inspire you to loosen up some. Um, you're looking for a way to kind of just like feel at ease at all times. And sometimes you look for that in a person. Um, but also like people gravitate towards you because you just look awesome. Like a Libra ascendant is like, they are put together. They are very flashy. They're very graceful. They move as if like they're made of art. It's like, Oh, I want And that. then Aquarius is sitting in the background. Like, well, that's debatable. Right. Or they're just like, they're like covered in like blankets and they have like their laptop out in front of them and their eyes are like, have like eight bags under them because they've been up all night watching conspiracy theories. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then Aries enters and this descendant sign, like this is what Libra ascendants crave. They want that animalistic primal independent, chaotic, like monster. Like they just like see it all as Aries. Yeah. They just see it as like, their escape from being so put together all the time and someone who can kind of take charge and initiative and yes make some of those decisions they don't want to make right. damn it because maybe sometimes libra is sick of playing peacekeeper all the time maybe they just want to fuck some shit up so they they see a, an aries descendant as like their escape in order to do so this um, is a ted talk <clears throat> yeah aries you know they live their life on their own terms and their own terms only so this aspect is guaranteed to make a Libra's basement flood. Um, <laughs> Libra ascendants, um, they're going to see an Aries descendant and like instantly fall in love because they see the potential of what's possible if they are maybe just a little bit brave. A little bit brave. A little bit brave. Okay, so the next one is the Scorpio rising and Taurus ascendant. So now with John's placement that he just discussed a minute ago, we are entering now in like the reverse of it because we've discovered... Yes. Or excuse me, to discuss the other ones already. So now we're on the flip side. Mm-hmm. So Scorpio rising, another resting bitch face ascendant placement. So Scorpio rising is observing a lot of this, like stuff and people. Um, but sorry guys, they think everyone means more than they say. Like a simple statement just holds much deeper meaning. They have to like pick apart every little thing and can't seem to. Except that things actually are as they seem sometimes. Yeah, sometimes they're not, but sometimes they are. Sometimes they are. So because of that, Scorpio Rising kind of comes off as paranoid or looking paranoid. And the thing is, like, they say, oh, I might not be right every time, but I am most of the time. So that's just kind of what fuels that, unfortunately. So if they choose, though, this, this is the crazy part about Scorpio Rising. They can be, like, really friendly and extroverted and just baiting you into a world of trouble because they can put on whatever face they have to so they can just then manipulate the fuck out of you and make you dance the way they want that's scary it is so scorpio's into the taurus descendant energy because taurus is authentic and what you see is what you get and i briefly mentioned that earlier this intrigues scorpio because they get they get drawn to that it's like a sense of like teach me to be like you they like that energy, and they, they want to find a way to harness it for themselves so that they can be more direct. I also mentioned that earlier. Water signs, they're not always the most direct, and they make mountains out of small problems. We all know that. They take a while to say what they really mean or what's bothering them. And Taurus, being all strong and well put together, that makes Scorpio very curious and like how they can be like that. So that's why that's a good pairing and why they're drawn to the... Taurus descendant. Well, there you go. Yeah. Wow, I like it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I like hearing how um, we, when we come back to 
like you said, we're like on the other side of the, the wheel essentially. Mm-hmm. And like seeing how there, there are still differences there yep, as far exactly. as like why it's in a, dis- why it's the descendant sign and like what they see and like what kind of like emboldens them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's really cool. Hmm. I'm enjoying this concept. I like this much better than Midheaven. Yeah. Midheaven was a little like... Mm, I remember by the end of it, we were both kind of like, it we was done. all right and all, but anyway, moving on, never talking about that again. Right. We're, we're like, consider this subject closed. All <laughs> right. Sagittarius Ascendant. If your Ascendant sign is in Sag, your Descendant sign is Gemini. You should know this because of... You know, I said it earlier. You just had to flip them. Mm-hmm. Um, similar to before. This, this is my girlfriend's rising. Oh, would you look at that? Yeah. So similar to before, a Sagittarius ascendant, they're going to gravitate towards a Gemini descendant due to their humongous capacity for storing useless and also sometimes useful information. <laughs> sometimes, so, but not much. Right. So that a Sag ascendant will not only feel less bored, but more interested in having like a verbal sparring match that will inevitably lead to sex. Oh, yeah, it happens all the time. Right. Um, I can confirm the rumors. There you go. Gemini descendants, you know, they're able to keep up with the Sag ascendant and they're likely not to feel bored like either of them are going to feel engaged they're going to be like yes like someone finally able to keep up with me in a conversation because mm-hmm. i'm just going a mile a minute sagittarius can do that um they'll also have something to talk about always doesn't matter what's happening they'll always be able to connect over stuff and um you know they can they can pair it with like going on a hike or like going for a drive or just like doing an activity but they'll always feel like they can like, talk about the deeper stuff or like shit going on in the world so basically if you like quiet you need to stay away from them because they will never stop talking ever like they talk about everything yeah i mean they have and they debate a lot and like anybody they can have their quiet phases but yeah these two like this pairing ultimately yeah there's a lot of like talking and sometimes it's just about the dumbest weirdest shit right but it doesn't matter yeah and that's what's that. That's a the big set. Okay, I didn't know if you were gonna have like one more sentence, or if that was it. No, I just got extremely tongue tied. But I was just gonna say, I think that's. I think so far that's been my favorite because mm-hmm. I just see them like. Because that's one of those things. It's like, all right, if talking too much is a problem, okay, but there's not a lot of like negative there at least. Whereas like some right. of the other like, like Scorpio, that's like that's crazy. Scorpio's crazy. I would know. I am one. So next we're going to talk about Capricorn Rising, Cancer Descendant. So, Capricorn Rising, the well-put-together, uptight, straight as an arrow, Boring. true professional, better than everyone else. Boring. On the inside, they're totally worried about their image and money, though. Mm, so insecure. Yeah. But they're a natural-born leader, and I'm going to give them that credit. And that's, but that's because they love control and doing things their way. They feel their way truly is the best. Yeah. So Capricorn is drawn to the Cancer Descendant because they like that nurturing energy. They want a a partner, excuse me, like Cancer to come home to after like hard day's work and having someone love them on a different level because Capricorn, they're all about like investing in themselves and their future. And then they, there's just certain parts of themselves that they never really learned to love. And Mm. there's just like, there's some things that kind of fall the wayside and we've called them out for that before in multiple episodes. They, they want to learn how to invest their, their time on like emotions and other things besides work. 
because sometimes that's really all it is with them. It's like work and nothing else. So they are they they see the cancer descendant and they're like, whoa, here's someone who's like really in tune not, with themselves, not really about that. I mean, that's not to say, oh, like, oh, cancer is not about work. I mean, we there's successful zodiac signs all across the board, but yeah, you know, like Capricorn, depends on your Mercury and Mars. Yeah, really. Capricorn though gets like the rep as being like the successful worker, whereas yeah. that's not like the first thing you think of for cancer. And so they're really drawn to like a lot of cancers nurturing and intuitive ways yeah. and learning to tap into themselves more and other parts of themselves. So I feel like that one is actually another pretty solid pairing. And I really don't have a roast there too much, except for just saying that, you know, Capricorn is uptight. They are uptight. Yeah. As a, someone with, as someone with a lot of Capricorn placements, I agree. I yeah my Capri- I said earlier my Capricorn moon makes me feel rigid as hell sometimes and stuck in my ways and all that shit. So I'm looking at Nick very menacingly right now. He is. It's bad timing because now we're going to talk about the Aquarius rising and Leo descendant, which is mine. Ooh. It is. All right. So if you're an Aqua uh, ascendant, chances are you're aloof when people first meet you. Due to having a lot of ideas swirling around your head and wanting to keep to yourself, but you are, for some reason, attracted to the mystical Leo descendant who is bombastic, fun, loves to shower people with attention and love. For some reason, this is appealing to us. Um, It could be the creativity that these two share. Leo is also interested in the state of the world and how to make people happier through entertainment so knowing aquarius they'll consider that a good way to further the human race's progress but in a way leo descendants allow us to live through someone vicariously and i think that's why it's a good pairing for an aquarius ascendant because um they can still feel like they have their independence and their individuality but like being in close proximity to someone who's just so like all the time. Extra. I'm making a huge extra gesture. You can't see it, but they're just like, Oh, you didn't even need to make that gesture. I still would have said it. Right. Like I think in a cool, like for someone like me, like I'm drawn to that because it's like, that's so admirable, you know? And it's like, I think it's the authenticity of it all. Aquarians Mm -hmm. appreciate authentic, real people and a Leo ascendant. That's as real as it's going to get. Like they walk into the room and it's just like, I'm here. And it's like, oh, I kind of appreciate that. That's actually really cool. So there's actually a small part of me, though, that wants to challenge that in a way, because sometimes we've even said in the past with Leo that it's not always authentic. Genuinely, sometimes it can be an act. Oh, for sure. So but I think they might. I think more so to kind of piggyback off that, what they could be really inspired by or interested in is just like this big bombastic energy that's kind of just like here's what I'm going to act like and I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean, it doesn't really, I guess, matter if it's real or not. Uh, Actually, Aquarius is like, I'm yeah, into that. That makes sense because that also comes, it also comes across this kind of rebellious in a way. Yep. You know, they're and just like, factor in with originality, which Aquarius is all about. All about. So they're about it. There you go. Yeah. We so cracked it. We have one. We cracked it, Kate. We have one more. I really don't have a lot to say about this one. I'm really sorry, you guys. So if these are your placements, I'm shorting you a bit. So the Pisces rising, Virgo descendant. So when you have a Pisces rising, uh, you just see the world in the way you want, and that's it. Doesn't matter if things are actually shitty. You don't see it. 
doesn't matter if things are great. You might convince yourself that it's shit. Pisces just sees the world the way they want to. But Pisces also wears its heart on its sleeve and doesn't feel like any sort of boundaries in life, really. And they feel like if they can dream it, they can do it. Uh, So, you know, what better way to ground all that dreamy energy and bring some practicality than to look for a Virgo descendant? Hello. Because Virgo is dependable, committed, but they actively try to make the world a better place and help those around them. They're not purely just a dreamer. So there's a lot of practicality with them. And that's really it. So there, I feel like, well, you heard that? Is that thunder? Is that thunder? Or is that just extreme wind? Thunder. I don't know. So yeah, I think Either with way. the Pisces rising, they're drawn to the Virgo descendant because they're like, here's somebody who can actually like help me achieve all these things that are swirling around in my mind. Oh my God, and here's someone like who can like get my life together for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my life is such a mess. Yep. Please yeah. help me, Virgo. Help me, please. Please, Virgo, help me put it together. <laughs> I cannot do this without you. <laughs> I need you. <laughs> so that's the last of it. And yeah, when we were like halfway through, John, and I commented, this is much more interesting than Midheaven. I agree. I still I, feel that way. Even five minutes later, however long it's been. Yeah, I agree. I, I really enjoyed the the research that went into it. I, I didn't really have to do that much because I kind of just was like, oh, I can use my prior knowledge of it, yep. which is nice. But um, it's just nice to also find a concept within astrology and like the charts and all that that's not that complicated like it's very straightforward and if you know like the basics it's not hard to figure out yeah it's really not and just when you thought like 30 or 40 episodes ago however long it was when we like got through a lot of the natal chart just when you thought like all right they covered basically all the natal chart i feel like now we're really getting to a point where we have basically covered just about everything just about all of your natal chart we got more yeah we'll find it there there is yeah there's more stuff Mm -hmm. so that's that tarot time it's tarot time tarot time yeah which last week if you guys remember not last week two weeks ago we had that freaky situation where we drew the upright card of what we drew on the like the episode before that. So it was kind of crazy because two episodes ago we drew the five of pentacles reversed and then the last episode we did the upright one. So very creepy. Yeah, it was really weird. And the card was still not really positive. And no, I also kind of dubbed it like a covid card because it was like this fear of like a loss of like employment or or financial stability and it's just like a fear of poverty, basically. Yeah. So it's anyway. not fun. But yeah, so when it comes to our listeners, uh 73% of people felt the presence. I knew that one was gonna happen. Me too. Obviously, I said I hoped it wouldn't, but I knew that one was coming. Yeah. I was like, this is just what so many people are feeling. And have been feeling. And yeah, and have been over a year now. Yep. So that kind of sucks, but Hopefully this week it's a positive because now I feel like for a month, basically, we didn't get positive. So this week on Tarot Time, we got the Knight of Wands reversed. Mm. I don't know what the hell that one means. I'm going to tell you in a few seconds. Knights are always delivering a message of some sort or a warning or information of some kind. And with it being wands, it's probably going to be governed by like a goal of some sort. But tell us what... uh. Tell us what Liz Dean thinks. 
<laughs> so he's saying Liz Dean because I have a tarot companion book written by we've Liz cited Dean. It. Yeah, we've cited it many times, but that's like our go-to. Yeah, and I always like to do recap stuff like that because at this point, now that we're 55 episodes in, I know at this point it's safe to say there's some listeners who never, who are newer who just are not going to go back and listen to the back catalog. They're like, I'm not catching up on all that right. shit. Exactly. So I'm just jumping in now. So the Knight of Wands reversed. So this card reveals a creative block or miscommunication. So emails go astray and other messages are not delivered. I feel that. Mm. It's been hitting so hard this week. So the reverse night also indicates delays and deferred decisions. You might feel frustrated at the lack of progress. Mm-hmm. That sounds right. Know that this influence is temporary and will pass. Can't happen soon enough. In the meantime, hold fast to your plans and your self-belief. All right. As a person, the reverse knight is egotistical. He thrives on status, but is generally unwilling to do any hard work to deserve it. Regardless, he will step up to take the credit. Insincere and attention-seeking, he acts out of self-interest. Uh-oh. So this card is really not that good. Uh, again, just to summarize, it's like create a block and miscommunications, delayed plans and decisions, and we're feeling frustrated about a lack of progress. Not good. Not good. No, we've got the hot streak of uh, I shouldn't even say the hot streak. The, but the shit streak. The shit streak of bad tarot time draws the shit continues. Stain. The, so <laughs> the literal shit stain in your in your trousers. In about a week and a half on Instagram, you can let us know if you're feeling that card's influence, or if you listen on SoundCloud and you don't want to fuck with Instagram at all, drop a comment on the episode and be like, "Yo, I'm feeling that energy, and it right. sucks. I don't like it." So. I have questions, though, John, and I don't think they can wait much longer. Well, um, you're going to have to wait because I'm going to ask you first. Oh, okay. Oh. Excuse me. All right. So what would be the fall? So the, for the following signs. Okay. What would be each sign's nom de plume? And not for people who don't know, a nom de plume is a pen name or a pseudonym. So like a fake name you'd use as an author. So I want to know what you think. Purely as like an author, like if they wrote literature? Yeah, or just any sort of prose. But like the more ridiculous you can come up with, the better based on the sign. So we'll start with Gemini. What's their pen name? Um... I knew I'd stump you. Yeah, this is, <laughs> well, because I want to like be like a, sound kind of like legit and realistic. So that's just why I was stumped. But all right, first name, last name, first thing that comes to mind. Don't just like spit it out. All right, Gemini, Brendan Thor, Thump and Stomp. <laughs> thump and Stomp. I love that. Uh, Leo, Leo, Cragmar, Maleficent. <laughs> Um, Virgo. Plum Diddly. Plum Diddly. Just, just one name. Yeah. Just, just a mononym. I love <laughs> yeah. it. I love it. Uh, and then finally, Cancer. Cancer. Winona Cry a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you're saying, whoa, no, I cry a lot. <laughs> oh, maybe that's like some subconscious thing. That's a great drag name. Winona Cry A Lot. I go. love that. You oh, guys don't good. have to credit me, but I'd refer if you did. If there's a queen out there who just like had their moment where it's like, I've been born. I am Winona Cry A Lot. Please let us know when you have gigs because we want to we at least want to see it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I have a simple one for my starter question. Croc, okay. Crockpot. What zodiac sign is it? Huh. 
Interesting. And, saying, and I mentioned the crockpot because John's been doing some crockpot work yeah, over the past few weeks. I've been meal prepping every Sunday using my crockpot, and it's been lovely. Yeah. Best purchase I've made since I made the Ninja Blender pur- uh, purchase. It's been amazing. Um, What sign is a crockpot? You know, I would have to say probably cancer. Oh, Because... They're patient. Mm-hmm. They um, they will stick around forever. Mm-hmm. And usually the end result is always something very beautiful and delicious and just like, oh, um, but then at the same time, <laughs> I'm thinking of also like the whole concept of a crockpot being like a slow burning, like just like intensity on the inside. And I feel like cancer puts up with a lot of shit and they have like a lot of like, they have a lot of restrained emotions that they like keep buried down. And some, for some reason that reminds me of a crock pot. So there you go. That's great. Thanks. Oh, that's it. That's it. That's usually I'm, I'm braced for part two with your questions. Yeah. There's no follow up on that. Um, one. My next question. What sign has definitely killed someone? What sign has definitely killed can someone? We, can I only pick one. Can't, uh, Capricorn. Why? Hey, man. Most of them are good workers, but some of them got to the top in other ways. Oh, so taking they, out the competition. Oh, so you think they would do that? You think they would kill someone to get like the top job? Now I know Capricorns listening are instantly scoffing and being like, "We wouldn't need to. We genuinely are just better workers and can rise to the top naturally." Now there's still a select few of you though who are a little dirty like that. So, and if you take offense, send me a DM. Let's talk. Fair. Change my mind. Okay. I want to change it. I. Like that you picked a cardinal sign. I thought you were going to pick a mutable sign. Nope. Well, let's move on. Yeah. All right. You knew this was coming at some point. Got a hypothetical for you, my friend. Here we go. Libra and Pisces are at a Golden Corral buffet. Libra mm. and Pisces? Yes. What are they? Okay. I, see, I see Pisces there, not Libra. Not all is what it seems, though, John. <laughs> Upon all. taking their seats, they realize... There are no other patrons in the restaurant, and the buffet staff has bolted the door, starting a deadly game. The Libra and Pisces have to eat until there is only one person still eating. If someone gets an upset stomach or vomits or tries to quit, they lose. The cost for losing is deadly. Who wins, Pisces or Libra? Pisces. Oh, I, I, I couldn't even stumble no, with that No, Pisces for sure. Libra would be like, oh my god, there's so much MSG <laughs> and like all this food, and it's been sitting under this light for hours, and they don't even have a vegan option. You know what like, your voice and impression sounds like, not to cut you off, it sounds like Kevin Hart when he does like his impressions of some people. Oh, really? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, it's just like, and like, they don't even have what I like. Like, their salad, it's like all iceberg. That's just water. I could just drink this water. <laughs> and the ice cream machine is broken. Where, whereas Pisces showed up stoned already and is mm-hmm. ready to eat. And Damn. they're just like, oh, <laughs> you just want us to eat? Well, there you have it. Got this. Hey, so if this ends up becoming a movie... Um, again, I'd like to be involved somehow. Just give me some credit. <laughs> I can be, be like executive producer. Executive producer. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't have a lot of money to give you for it, so I can't be like the main producer. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, can I just like be a producer on the yeah. set? Or, you know, just like hang out on the set and just be like, hey, this is my idea. Yay. Yeah. 
You can help with casting. How about that? Yeah, and I could also have like a cameo, like extra bit, where I'm like one of the staff who like bolts the door, and then like turns around and it's like, "You're mine now." Oh my god, I'd love that. And it's like it like does a close up like pan on my face real quick, and then like, and then that's it, and then I'm out of the movie. I would watch that movie every day just for (laughs) that scene, or I'd just watch that scene every day. That would be amazing. All right, I have one last question. Okay. Uh, You're drifting through space alone in a spacesuit. Mm-hmm. Hopeless. You're just like this is how I die. I'm gonna run out of oxygen and just drift. It sounds horrible through the endless oblivion that is the universe. Horrible, but also kind of poetic and beautiful. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm such a weirdo. You see uh, two ships, two spaceships. Okay. Coming your way, and they offer you a ride. Each ship is saying, "Hey, we'll give you a ride." I know where this is going. One ship is full of Gemini's. Entire crew, the entire crew is just nothing but Gemini's. Okay, and the other ship is nothing but Aries. Uh, Leave me to both, die. Both, I didn't finish the question. <laughs> both are loud, obnoxious, and will enslave you. You have to choose one because oh. you would, you don't you don't want to die in space. I, I would definitely go on that Gemini spaceship okay. because I feel like if I go on the Aries one, they're going to be a little too rough with me, and I don't want that. <laughs> They're just gonna like instantly kill you. Yeah, or like, <laughs> or like kick cut me off, around. Or I just don't like want cut that. off a finger every day. Like, all right, here's day one. Yeah, and I feel like they're just gonna be a little too rough with me, and I'm well, a little too sensitive for and that. And Gemini's are gonna play fucking mind games with you. I'll take that over being brutalized. That's true, and you can handle that. Yeah, you'll be able to handle that for a while. They'll get you eventually. <laughs> yeah, they'll break me down eventually. They will, but, but uh, for like the first week, you'll be like, uh, I'm just trying to figure out how to get out of here. Like, can I get an escape pod? Can I like? start a mutiny and it's like become captain like yeah. want to get an apartment like how can i figure this out? <laughs> that's so, my last question i have two more um, jesus okay so who is more likely to bake a cake take a picture of it but not eat a bite of it capricorn or scorpio oh that's tough <laughs> i was hoping yeah. libra would be an option i just like libra they wouldn't need it they don't need um, I would say that's tough. Got his ass. Um, probably Capricorn. Because hmm. I feel like Scorpio, like they're gonna eventually buckle and like cry into it and eat it. Whereas Capricorn just be like. You know, I'll I'll donate it somewhere. You know, the kindness of my heart. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, they'll do it five days later when the cake is all like stale. At and that you point. said they baked it, right? Yeah, yeah. No way, Capricorn's eating anything they've made. <laughs> They'd rather like, oh, I didn't bake this for me. Are you kidding? I have someone make all of my food and confections. Yeah, exactly. So definitely Capricorn. Okay, so I have one more. Uh, if Aquarius created a candle. What would the name of it be, and what scent or scents would be in it? God. Um, so the name of the candle. <laughs> oh, man. I'm trying to be really clever with this. Yeah, make the listeners well, I can laugh. Start with, I can start with the scent, the scents that it would be. Okay. So the base scent would be something very light. But not like citrusy. So maybe like um 
a vanilla base with like kind of like a smoky scent to it, maybe like a pipe tobacco ish a little, but also a little bit of sage and a little bit of like something robust. Cause like popcorn actually I would say like, yeah, something weird out there like that thrown Yo, in there. A popcorn scented candle. Would be, they, those exist dear. You don't know that? I I never freaking seen it. Where the hell have I been? Am I right? You straight men. But <laughs> those are the scents I would pick. The name of it would be Paris Hilton. It would just yeah. be called Paris Hilton because she's an Aquarius. <laughs> and it would great. just be it would just be a statement. Just be like, our new candle that we're releasing is called Paris Hilton. Yeah. <laughs> Paris period Hilton. That's great. Yeah. That was fun. Oh, it would smell like a DJ set too. Is Paris good or bad? I don't know, but Paris Hilton is a DJ. Okay. <laughs> so if you guys also want to send us some questions, you can DM us on Instagram, send us an email, or if you're a SoundCloud listener and you want to drop a question right here, right now, do it. We'll read it on a future episode. Try to stump us. Try to... Just try. Throw us Just off. Go ahead Just freaking try. try it. Just fucking try it. Because we have a lot of fun with this segment. It's silly. It is silly. So some of the places you can interact with us, though, in case you're wondering, we I've mentioned a few times now we're on Instagram. I'm like, you know, send us a DM. So we're at Zodi Hacks Podcast. Super simple. We're also on Twitter at Zodi underscore hacks. <laughs> or if you're old fashioned and want to do a straight up email. Send us an email at zodiacspodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, do that one. As far as listening to us, oh, we're out there. We're on basically every platform or weird, hokey, third-party website. I don't know how we end up there, but we're there. So we're basically wherever podcasts are available. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts because it really does help us a lot. We do not pay for advertising. If you do those things on Apple Podcasts, it really helps us. It's like free promotion in a way. Yeah. Boosts us up in the algorithm, gets us all kinds of little goodies. If you don't want to do any of that, if you purely just want to listen, hey, thanks for listening. We appreciate your support. Yeah. Better than nothing. Yeah. And <laughs> but, this is a funny. <laughs> yeah. This is a fun episode. It was a good time. It was. It was really nice. Yeah. And, um, you know, check back in two weeks. We'll have another episode. And as always, believe in the stars. Because it's what you're fucking made of. Damn it. How many times we got to tell you that? You shouldn't remember by now. I'm mad now. I'm mad. I got to walk away from this thing. All right. Well, I'm going to go hide because when Nick is mad, it's really scary. Bye. Love you guys. Talk to you in two weeks. I don't love you, but bye. It's fine. I love you.